Psalm 115, verse 1. This is the word of the Lord. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but to your name give glory. Because of your mercy, because of your truth. Amen. Well, this verse sets forth for us the priority of why we are here today. We are here to give glory to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, which is what we just sang, right? Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. Now, is this your heart desire today? That God would be magnified? That the greatness, the bigness, the grandeur, the wonder of your God would be exalted in this assembly? Is that what you desire? Now, it gives us in this verse two things that we are glorifying God for. Of course, we could make a list of many things, but verse 1 contains two things, two reasons, uh, uh, two characteristics about God that we're glorifying him for. It says, because of your mercy and because of your truth. These are just two of God's attributes or characteristics that describe who he is. And as we know, when it comes to God's attributes, God is infinite and perfect in all of his attributes. So when we think of his mercy, we're thinking about an infinite, perfect mercy. When we think about God's truth, we're thinking about a truth with no imperfections, no untruth in it whatsoever. And so as we reflect upon this, we need to be thinking, wow, God is amazing. I am, I'm not amazing. God is amazing. And that's why it says in the verse at the very beginning, not unto us, and then it says it again, not unto us, O Lord, be the glory, but to your name be the glory. And I know this may come as news to some, but we as human beings are not that impressive. Once we lift up our eyes beyond this fallen world and beyond ourselves and we begin to look at the infinite, almighty, eternal God, we are not impressive. We need to say, God is awesome and I am not. For, for us to glorify ourselves would be like a 15-watt light bulb thinking that it can compare in any way to the sun. It's like this tiny, minuscule bit of light comparing to the power of the 10,000 Fahrenheit surface sun with all of its power, except that there's actually a bigger gap between a 15-watt light bulb and the sun when it comes to us and the infinitude of God. So there's a very big gap there. And so it's important that we consider the glory of God and then our, our lack of glory in comparison However, I do think there are times where our hearts reveal that we are still far too attached to our own glory. There are times where we might say, Psalm 115, verse 1, not unto us be the glory, but our hearts are longing for our own glory. And I want to give you a potential of five different indications that we are attached too much to our own glory. This is something to consider personally. As we prepare to confess our sins, I want to give you a list of things that may be indicative of a heart desire for your own glory and not the glory of God. This is somewhat similar to the list I had a few weeks ago of symptoms of pride. I tried to kind of concisely set this forth for our consideration. So, here are five tests for us as to our level of commitment to Psalm 115, verse 1, not unto us be the glory. Number one, 
Do you ever have a sinking feeling when the contributions of other people are noted and praised and your contributions are not? To be frustrated at the lack of recognition for ourselves can be evidence that our desire is to be sure that we are recognized and seen in a good light before others, rather than our primary interest being that God is seen as glorious in every situation. It can be a hard indication that we do our good works in order to be seen by men, and then our reward will only extend as far as the praises of men. Secondly, do you tend to think more about your own attributes of giftedness, personal qualities, and usefulness, and much less about the glorious attributes of God? Or to put it another way, how much bigger are you in your own mind compared with how big God is in your ways of thinking? Third, how much is your joy in life dependent upon the achieving of your goals in the accomplishment of your projects? Or are you able to humbly accept God's providential redirection of what you intended because you believe that the Lord will work out all things for his glory and your good, but not necessarily for your glory? There's a difference there. For your good, but not for your glory. Fourth, how much is your speech directed around a focus on the accomplishments of people, including yourself, versus giving thanks to God for whatever he enables you and others to do? Now, as a caveat, I would say that there are helpful and edifying ways to give thanks to God for others and to affirm others. I believe affirmation is a good thing. Nevertheless, even that godly affirmation needs to be directed somewhere in the midst of all of that to the source of all these blessings, which is God himself. Fifth, do you tend to mentally shut down when people start talking about the things of God because you find it to be of little interest? This may be one of the more concerning spiritual symptoms to watch out for, because how is it that God could be uninteresting to us? What does that say about us? One reason for that may be that we are far too interesting to ourselves. We could be subject to severe spiritual narcissism whereby we are so focused upon our own reflection that to think upon the things of God is of no interest to us. Our own reflection could take up so much of our minds that we find little interest in pondering the wonders of God because we are too wonderful to ourselves. Have you seen any of these heart motivations in yourself, brothers and sisters? Have you seen any of this crop up from time to time? I have. I've seen these things. And so we must say when we see these heart motivations, Lord, cleanse me from hidden faults. Cleanse me of these inner heart motivations that seek my own glory rather than the glory of God. And so one of the things that we can pray today is that our heart motivations would become in tune with Psalm 115 verse 1. That that really would be what we feel and think upon as we worship our God, as we talk of the things of God, uh, that we really would be, our hearts would be engaged with the glory of God in a true and deep and sincere way. So now as we turn our time to confession, brothers and sisters, we have an opportunity to bring these things to the throne of grace. And I want to remind you that as we do so, that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. And therefore, we are to hold fast our confession, and we are to come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain God's mercy and the Spirit's help in the time of need. 
And we do need God's grace. So let us pray now together. Our merciful Father, we desire that you would be glorified in our worship today. We do not want self to get in the way. So we ask for your forgiveness for the ways in which we try to seek glory for ourselves and we forget about your excellence, your glory, your wonders, and we become far too enamored with ourselves. So I pray that you would make us to be a people that are committed to extolling you, to declaring your excellencies. And now we take a moment to confess our own sins to the Lord.